0: Welcome to the Brief Life Podcast. I'm Fahim Mujahid, a Miami-based integrative health and life coach, fitness and nutrition expert, personal trainer, and private yoga and meditation teacher. Each week, we'll explore meaningful content surrounding the importance and impact of living a life of mindfulness or inspiring interviews with the same intention. Together, we'll incorporate a variety of topics given with the same intention to educate, enrich, and inspire one's life. Welcome home. Hey, guys, what's going on? Thank you for tuning into the Breathe Life podcast. Yet again, it's always an honor to be able to hop up here and connect and share and grow. Um, so let's see, what am I inspired to share or hold space for today? You know, I think whenever I, my, my my vision and my attitude towards the podcast is, like I said before, to be able to expand upon anything that's showing up for my life personally, um, because I find that whenever you live or talk or speak or share from the most authentic Parts of you, parts of you that are showing up in that experience, chances are there's something in your words um, that would not only resonate with other people, but allow other people to hold space and look at their lives in similar fashion. So, you know, I think for me, if I'm being honest, I so I earlier today, I finished um, a a community uh, coaching session via Zoom with one of my favorite groups of um collective spirits and it was a call that had probably about 10 to 12 people up there and what showed up during this call you know we were all arriving at the same place right some some said hey you know it's just one of those things where i feel like i have a good day and then i have a bad day with everything as it relates to covet we're operating in this space where we're doing things differently and that takes some getting used to you know i think early on throughout this experience i did a really good job staying within the right mindset but i find that now it's becoming more of a challenge or i i even had someone that said you know i i just feel like the weight of it is finally taking its toll which was her truth and you know i think for me what showed up and i and i said this on the cause i think what we're talking about what we're connecting about or connecting on is this idea of endurance and I mean endurance in in all facets or all ways that apply to what we're going through as a society, as a season that we're continuing to be a part of. You know, the endurance of the human spirit, the endurance of whatever spiritual practice you have with yourself, the endurance of faith, um, the endurance of self-belief, the endurance of resilience. You know, at the end of the day, we're talking about endurance, you know, and I think for most of us. Um, maybe not most of us, but a good percentage of us, when this whole thing that happened with COVID first showed its, um, showed its face, I think there was a good percentage of us that did a really good job compartmentalizing what was showing up and healing and being guideposts for other people to kind of look towards and seeing, hey, you know what, this person's handling it this way. Maybe there are certain things I can take from his perspective, her perspective, and apply it to my own. And I think we were able to operate in that space of finding inspiration from other people within our community, outside of our community. And I think, you know, that worked well for the first month, month and a half, second month, even the third month. But what I found, what, I, what I'm what i finding is that we all have a certain threshold of, and I said this before, a threshold of faith, right, self-reliance, self-reliance. Um, uh, and we and we and we lean back on these thresholds that we have when moments in our lives calls upon them. And usually, up at least up until this point, what I find is that usually we all have a good amount that's in the tank before we run out or before we feel as if we're in conflict with whatever we're meeting or whatever we're forced to meet the moment of. You know, I pride myself up of being so of being a person who's gone through this share of loss and hardship and. I think throughout those experiences, I've developed more of a uh, more of a uh, uh, I guess an an arsenal from which I can tap into when it's called upon for me to be patient, for me to be um, vigilant in my faith, for me to be um, committed to knowing or committed to the idea that even in the darkest days, there's some meaning for me in this experience. So I feel like I have. uh, I feel like I have a, a, a place from which I can tap into that rightfully and wrongfully a lot of people um, or some people, most people don't necessarily have access to. And I think a lot of that was a credit to what I've been through. But what I find is that even for me, it still shows up in the space of endurance. And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of the things that helped me arrive at the positive mindset, a lot of the things that help keep a lot of this stuff that's showing up in my life personally, but also in the world in general, from really causing havoc on my mental process, my spiritual process. You know, a lot of those things that I did to, a lot of those areas in which I was able to apply the awareness that I had to kind of keep a lot of that stuff at bay, just by the sheer longevity of things, the continuation of what's showing up, it's the endless effect of it. I think if I'm being honest, what we're finding or what I'm finding is that my endurance is becoming into question. You know, it's not that I feel like I'm at a point now where I can't call upon the things that I usually call upon. You know, I I think it's quite opposite of that. I think I'm still calling on those things that I call upon. But I think what's showing up for me and what I'm hearing in other conversations with other people is that even those who have the strongest sense of, you know, purpose, faith, resilience, you put whatever word you want to it, even those individuals that we have in our lives that operate that space are still finding and a bit challenging from the standpoint of the endurance that's required for the continuation of what we're experiencing in this new season. And I think, you know, I draw, I drew the, the correlation between, you know, when you're treading it, when you're treading in water and I don't know, I don't know who can relate, but I remember, you know, summers you know when i was young and you know, then there were times where you would just tread in the water you don't really want to swim you're just treading and you whether you were waiting for the dock or whether you were trying to just hope that you could float closest shore short or you wouldn't have to tread anymore but there's a difference between treading and swimming and i think when you're treading you're you're not necessarily aware of all the energy that you're exerting while you're doing that you know i, I think quite honestly i think a lot of times when i ended up being in a position where I felt it was best to tread was because I was trying to conserve energy. And as a result of that, you're not really mindful of the energy that you're still utilizing, the energy that you still require for you to tread water. And I bring that up because I think for a lot of people, the, the, the mental practices, the techniques that's needed in order to sustain the intention from which you have to meet this moment, the endurance, You know, if you haven't up until this point applied some of those practices or prioritized some of those techniques or practices, what you'll find is that your resolve is probably running a bit low. The endurance of this entire situation is causing you to begin to start (laughs) running close, close to E. And I think what I found is in particular to the conversation we had earlier today with this group of people, is that a lot of them connected to the idea that they felt very much like they were treading water. They weren't really applying or going out their way to do things that were indicative of trying to create a mindful environment or a mindful experience. They just felt like they had enough in the tank to carry them through the finish line of what was showing up for this season of COVID. The problem is, is that this season in, ended up, and I think for most of us, lasting far longer than we had attended or lasted for a long, much longer than what was originally communicated. So I think as a result of that, that treading and the, the effect of the continuation of it all is starting to have a real impact on the morale, the psyche, on the spirit of a lot of people. And I find the most challenging part about that is that it's showing up in people who are accustomed to being able to rise above everything that they're usually met with in their lives. So when they find them space, when they find themselves in this new space, it's an opportunity for them to be able to learn what they could potentially take from this experience. And I think this experience is very unique in that way because, you know, hopefully not, right? We don't, nothing's for sure, but chances are this moment in our lives will be unlike anything we would potentially ever come in contact with for a variety of reasons, but primarily because of the longevity of it, the no end in sight of it all. And I think as a result of that is going to challenge a lot of us in ways that we never thought we would be challenged but in that space also lies an opportunity for us to be able to draw a tremendous amount of value that we would not have been able to have access to had it not been for this experience so I think what I wanna breathe life into or hold space for today is the idea of knowing that where we are right now throughout this experience is that What's being called upon is our ability to tap into that endurance. And if you're not, or if you haven't already incorporated certain routines, techniques, practices, outlets that can help you continue to pour into yourself so that you have the endurance necessary to complete the race, now would be a good time to do it. You know, take... take you know, take, take examples or take lessons from the life that's happening around you. If you're ever one, if you've ever witnessed uh, a marathon, you find that runners come across different tables with, with you know, with Gatorade, with water, there's gel packets that, being, that are being distributed. There's, you know, people running with snacks in their pouches and stuff like that. And that's indicative of the fact that over time, your body needs extra or needs fuel to continue to operate at a mindful pace And the same thing for cyclists. You watch the Tour de France. I think a lot of times you'll see these athletes, elite athletes, reaching in their back pocket to get a gel packet or something like that to, again, help them tie into the present space of feeling powerful, even while being met with certain challenges, especially on the hills of endurance. So I want us to be able to take a lesson um, from the world around us and apply it home apply it for ourselves. So if you haven't come up with your tools that you can use or that you can refer back to, I want to just breathe a little bit of awareness into some of the ones that I use with hopes that you never know, maybe it may resonate with you. It may not. And that's fine. Like I always say, take what can be of use of service to you and and leave the rest. So... You know, obviously as a meditation teacher, for me, meditation is is bar none one of the most important things that I do to rejuvenate my spirit, my mind, my body. And it always serves as a great opportunity for me to be able to connect with whatever experiences, whatever emotions I'm feeling at that time in my life. It allows me to check in with myself, that state of being self, not the ideas or the conscious noise or the messaging that's been compiled upon, compiled upon, compiled upon but the truest, most authentic being self. Meditation allows me to have a a straight beeline to that connection. The other thing that I do is journaling. You know, I'm a huge reader, I've always been a huge reader, but now I'm becoming an impassioned writer. You know, the idea of writing or the act of writing is very subconscious. And I think that's the most, and that's why it's as healing as it is. You know, if I had a penny for every time, A client told me that they didn't have anything to write, so why would they sit down in front of a piece of paper with a writing utensil, only to arrive at a place where two minutes into that stillness, they find themselves writing out two or three paragraphs because it's coming through them. Because the act itself isn't led by the front brain, it's more so led by the subconscious mind. So if you're dealing with something in your life, if you're going through certain seasons in your life where whether you're neglecting some of those pain points or whether you're just in awareness of what's happening around you and that's causing you to have a certain response by writing a lot of those emotions a lot of those things that you're feeling by being able to create space to express that in written form is a powerful thing to do powerful thing to do you know the third thing that I <clears throat> the third thing that I do you know, which is extremely powerful, and I, and I and I and I, you know, I don't like to couch things before I say it, so I won't go into too too much. I won't go, I won't go into that space. But what I will say is that if you're not at a certain mind, if you're not at, already at a certain mindset, the the statement that I'm about to make can seem very insensitive and cold, and that's not the objective. That's not how that's not how I meet it, or how it makes me feel when I welcome that. Consciousness into my day Or into my life experience And that is regardless of whatever's Happening around me regardless of How much difficulty Regardless of all the changes um, I have the Opportunity and I will always have the Opportunity to define what this moment Means to me in my life Because the reality is This is just this is happening whether Whether I approve of it or not whether I agree with it or not, whether I see pain in this experience or not, it's happening, it's happening. And the human reasoning mind, the ego self, quickly wants to rush to labeling things. And it's easy to label this as being a painful experience because it's challenging us in this abrupting the normal schedule of things, the normal routine of things. Everywhere you look around, you see the impact and how it's having a different impact, different degrees of severities on the lives of people whom you respect and love. And even the lives of strangers, it's easy to equate it as being a insanely negative experience. And I can connect to that. And I think for the first couple of weeks, I was okay with owning that and saying, hey, yeah, this is where this moment means. This is where this this is the feedback that I'm getting from this moment. So, okay, yeah, this is a you fill in fill in the blank. But what I started or what I'm beginning to realize is that or what I'm often reminded of is the fact that regardless of what's happening in my life, I have the power to co-create the experience. And a huge part, a significant part of that co-creation is how I First, identify with whatever I'm going through. That will always be, that power will always um, exist within me. Now, the low hanging fruit is that of the victim, right? It's easy to find how you're being wronged, or how you're being inconvenienced, or how you're being in pain, or how hardship is impacting you in a negative way. You know, I think a lot of psychologists call it negativity bias, right? Like you're always going to be drawn to the things that remind you or come up any or the, the areas of your experience or any experience that's causing a lot of those um, negative feelings, feeling less than the lack, the fear, the anxiety. And it's always going to take more of a proactive form of thinking to start seeking the value in whatever experience you're going through. But I I found a lot of times and this is just my personal truth. That when I'm, when I'm at a place where I can become more proactive about how I'm meeting my day and the choice of how or what narrative I'm giving my day in this experience, it's easier for me to find things that could be of value for my evolution, for my leveling up of things. So on the list of the daily things that I do to help with my endurance, one of the things that I say is that what what's happening is what's happening. What's happening is what's happening and I have the ability to either disarm it or empower it from a place of negativity. I can either continue to stay in a mind frame of how negative and how painful and how how uh, you put whatever word you want in there, I continue to stay in that headspace and I'm co-creating a continuation of this experience in that way. Or I can be proactive in saying, okay, if this is just happening, if this is, I'm gonna to choose to look at it differently. I'm going to choose to, once I've been able to lean into the true feelings that I was having about the moment, and if I was having a moment where I was really feeling down and really feeling like I was carrying the weight of the world because of what I was going through, I gave myself permission to truly fill those stories without creating a narrative behind it truly feel whatever I was feeling in that moment, if it was anxiety, if it was pain, if it was loss, if it was anger. But then once I experienced and once I allowed myself the freedom to connect to those emotions, I also feel as if it's my responsibility to now empower myself by defining what this moment means. And we all have, and I believe we all have a responsibility to ourselves to be able to do that because I think when you do that in that proactive way, you start taking the lead in your life and instead of becoming reactionary to everything. Listen, I know when you look out, it's hard to put a positive spin on a lot of things, but what I'm finding in the work that I'm doing and also what I'm finding on my own journey is that a large part of the work is taking up the responsibility of doing that for yourself and for your future. So I find that those three, those three things, when I do them in, in combination, on a day-to-day basis they really help pour into my they really help pour in enough to where i feel as if i'm in the best mindset emotionally physically whatever to meet the moment and here's an interesting i will share as well like they come though you know they have there there have been times throughout this experience where i felt like i was really under the weight the heaviest weight and when those moments Would Arise, you know, it happened a couple times and it didn't really last too long. But when it happened, I started realizing that they all had something in common. And that thing that they had in common is that usually to the T, whenever I was feeling overwhelmed or whenever I was really taking on a lot of those negative emotions from this experience, whenever I was getting majority of that resistance, Chances are, those three things that I practice, those three things that are a part of my mental endurance—either all three of them I, were, I was being inconsistent with, or two out of the three I was being inconsistent with—there was a direct correlation, right? And, and I think it's powerful to be able to make that as, to, to make that aware to be aware of that without going into judgment, right? Because just as with meditation, you arrive at a place of nothingness so that you could allow the natural rhythm of the brain and the human mind. You're going to think of things. You're going to thoughts are going to enter and then you draw your awareness back to your breath back to nothing, it's the ebb and flow, like the ocean, the ebb and flow. And our lives work in similar fashion, right? There'll be moments where you're on point with all your mindset practices, you're working out, you're eating healthy, and then there's gonna be seasons where you're not. And instead of getting down on yourself about, oh man, I was on top of the world, and now look at me, I let myself get away from it, and now, you know, I'm depressed and I'm weighing 40, 50 pounds heavier. Instead of allowing yourself to go into that space of judgment, to say to yourself, like the ocean, I go in and I come out. So when I'm in those, when I'm in the moments of going out, and not being mindful about coming in, I find that the resistance, the weight of it all, truly impacts me. So as eye-opening as that is, it gives me, it gives me a road back, right? Because I say, hey, I may not be able to change a lot of what I'm experiencing, but let me start with these these three things. I may be in such a head fog that the last thing I want to hear is someone telling me some rah-rah good mindfulness jargon. But I but I guarantee when I go back to those those just practice just every day, you know, is was I forget the term behavior modification through habit formation. Right. So make sure that you're applying the habits that are going to help you arrive and create and co-create this experience the way you want it to turn out. So anyway, I just felt inspired to kind of connect to the idea of endurance, mental, spiritual, emotional endurance and what's required. And I'd be interested to know um, if that brings up something. If you're listening to this somewhere and, and it brings up something, this subject of endurance resonates with you personally. And there's a story there or something powerful that you think you should share. DM me. Email me. Share it. I think we can all learn um, and take a lot of healing from each other's story and each other's experiences all right cut all right tribe so that's what i got for today thank you for tuning in and i look forward to continuing this journey hey tribe so if you're excited about the Breathe life content and you want to find other ways to stay connected the next time you're on instagram or facebook or youtube be sure to type in fahim jahid or Breathe life into the search bar and check out all the mindful things we have going on on